I'm ready to go. I'm not even going to do a countdown today. This is dive right into it, huh? Yeah. Send it on in. Alright. Cool. Uh, What is this now? Episode 6? That's something. This episode something. Episode insert variable here. We didn't skip an entire week this time. I mean, it pro- we probably will have by the time this is posted, but... Well, I mean, to be fair, I was dying of um the gamer plague. It was really bad. Yeah, that's true. You were you were pretty bad. Uh, I don't think anyone would have appreciated listening to you with how you sounded over the no, past uh, week. I was sick. I was real yeah. sick. But that's fine. It gave us some time to play video games. Or it gave me some time to play video games. And uh, boy, have I played video games this past week, Mike. Oh, t- tell us about it. They're dying to hear. We need to know what have you been up to because I've been dying. I've been in bed suffering. And I'm I'm just now playing through... Uh, insert game here that we'll definitely be talking about, but let, let's hear what you've been up to, because you already know that I've been sipping on NyQuil and sleeping. So, while you've been recovering from the Gamer Plague, I did three things. I officially threw in the towel when it came to Atomic Heart. Rest in peace. I beat Resident Evil 4 twice. And I started playing through WWE 2K23. So it's been a pretty busy week for me and the old controller, you know? How did you feel when um when you got when you finally got that one animation of Leon just suplexing uh, an enemy? Did you ever get that animation or no? I got I, one I did. time. I did. It's fucking awesome. Cause you have to do the you have to melee them from behind. You have to get them from behind. Yeah, you gotta give them back shots, and uh, I'm very happy that they kept the suplex in it in the game. <laughs> tell me, tell me about all all you know about back shots. <laughs> when it comes when it comes to Leon Kennedy, I know a lot about back shots. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad one of us does. I uh I ran through Resident Evil um for the first time, and it took me 14 hours to beat, which is good for especially for you know considering how resident evil 3 uh the remake was what a four and a half hour game right it's yeah it, it may have been even less than that it was less than that if like you knew what you would like you could definitely run through that game in like 90 60 minutes i think i would say 60 minutes you could probably beat that game and if you if you rush i'm sure speedrunners have beat it in less time but like uh, going in fresh Playing that game for the first time was probably four and a half hours for me. So, um, yeah, I think I remember one of my buddies uh, beating that game in sub two hours and really quick. Uh, I'm just I just did a quick Google search for like the what's the speed run world world record for Resident Evil Three, and these are obviously people that know the game inside and out, right? Is it, is it the remake or the original? Remake. Remake. remake okay. Yeah. So the remake speed run, I guess, is forty-eight minutes. Is yeah, world that makes record sense. Right yeah. Yep. That's crazy. I mean, Resident Evil's always had a long lineage and history of uh, speed running, but I think that game was just a little short. But so I was relieved that. Resident Evil 4 has a, a pretty hefty, and I did everything, you know, um, I did all the uh, side objectives, I found as many treasures as possible, so I got my money's worth just in that one playthrough, and then I decided, 
why not start it again from the top immediately? Just like I did with the original Resident Evil 4. And I just plowed through it again. I got the infinite rocket launcher, plowed through it in about eight and a half hours. And then I decided, you know what, why not just do it again? And and I immediately restarted on hardcore mode with my uh, infinite rocket launcher. And uh, I have at least two playthroughs in the tank. Like, two more in the tank uh, coming with this game, dude. It is... It's something. I want to hear about your time with it, though. Um... So I'm nowhere near as as completed as you are, right? So I I started playing through on normal because um, I'm like, you know what? I'm dying of of uh, gamer plague. I want to take something easily easy, right? And I'm usually a masochist when it comes to games. I'm like, oh, just give me fucking veteran right now. Give me this difficulty. I want it to be maxed out. Um, but in this instance, you know, I threw it on normal, and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna take my time and get all the collectibles, all the loot, everything I possibly can in one run. And then I come to find out I I missed the, um, the one Castellan or like the bobblehead thing. The inside, yeah. yeah, it's inside of the, um, was it the, what's that house that you need Sherry to get to, and you can only get it in that the first instance that you have her with you because you, after, you, you mean Ashley. Ashley, excuse me, I get mixed up. You're good. Thank You're you. Good. Um, yeah, Ashley with you. You know what I'm talking about, though? The one that's in the, the top of the house there. Top the, of village chief, <laughs> the village chief's house? Thank you, village chief's house, yeah. yeah so that's yeah, the one I yeah. missed. I had every single one but that. I'm like, wait, I'm supposed to have seven right now. I only yep. have six. And then I'm like, all right, well, I'm done playing on baby mode. Let me just restart. So yesterday, I ended up playing... Actually, I I played five hours of the game and I made it to chapter nine or ten, so yeah. we're almost there. Yep. Yeah. I, it's good. No, I was just gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say. Yeah, that's a uh, nine or ten. You're in the castle now, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, yep. I'm. Uh, so I got to the point in the castle. This might help you out. You know the Chimera statue. The one with the three heads, the snake, the lion, yes, and the goat. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. So I did that, and then I just I just beat um, Ashley's portion. Um, and God, you know what's that. you know what's really funny is I beat that without using this the lantern superpower, right, or whatever the thing that like pauses and makes them stop moving. Um, I didn't even know I, that was a thing. I, yeah, me either. <laughs> so I beat, I beat it, and the achievement pops up, and it goes, "Congratulations! Like only one percent of Steam players have gotten this, or something." And it's like, yeah beat this portion of the game without whatever. And then I get like the, the challenge points for it, like the 500 CP or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Don't use the lantern special. Like I was just, I was literally dodging, ducking and weaving. It was like yep. the most stressful time in my life. And then, uh, after I beat that portion, um, you know, you kick it, it kicks it back to Leon. And then I just was like, all right, I need to save and just be done. Dude, you know, I've been, I've been real crazy about that game too. Right. With the whole saving thing. Cause I know like the less saves that you have, I think the better score you get. Right. I think, I don't know if saving. Yeah. I guess it does count. Cause you need to get less than 15 in order to get an S I know that. Yeah. So I've been, I've been skipping saves. So like, right. uh, I think I've only saved like five times during that whole playthrough, and it's usually just right before the boss fight or something, just in case something messed up happens. Yeah. And I'm just practicing right. for professional mode, you know? My first playthrough, I saved 93 times. You're a monster. Because I, I would literally, I would say, like, save, do the merchant, reorganize my uh, suitcase, and then save again in case I died, I didn't have to reorganize it. So, yeah, I just didn't care about my rating the first time playing through it. But now, um, 
my first hardcore run with the infinite rocket launcher i'm freezing through i'm not even i'm not focusing on picking up anything because i'm not i'm going for the a run where i'm not interacting with the merchant in any way shape or form so i'm not even picking up treasures because i can't even sell them so i'm just trying to do i'm trying to beat the game in i think under five and a half hours or some shit on hardcore uh was that was that i think that gets you an infinite ammo weapon too if you do that um i think i think that i think you need to do on professional and under five and a half i don't know it the the weapon unlocks are hard in this one the i think the chicago typewriter comes from i think hardcore mode under four hours right there's there i think there's another item in the game that gives you infinite ammo with all weapons or something that, that is the cat ears it's a yeah. an accessory it's an accessory for uh leon and you need to get that one that one's bullshit to get let me i'm gonna i'm gonna read right now um what the what what you get so the chicago sweeper or the chicago typewriter in the original you need to get an a rank on professional difficulty that's not that hard you could do that you know Mm-hmm. And then the hand cannon, professional difficulty, no rank requirement on new game, no bonus weapons allowed. So you can't use the primal knife or the Chicago sweeper or the infinite rocket launcher, I believe. Okay. And the hand cannon is just an infinite ammo magnum. Mm-hmm. Um, infinite ammo rocket launcher is easy one. Start a new game plus, and this the merchant will sell it to you. Um, but what I want to know is how do you get the cat ears? Okay, um, so the cat ears, you need to get an S-plus rank on professional difficulty, and that gives you infinite ammo for every gun you have, so. How, so how, what would define the S-plus rank, right? Like S-plus S is you need to start a whole new game on professional, so you don't carry over any of your shit, and I think the S-plus is under five and a half hours with less than 15 saves. I think that's what you need to do. I th- I think that it it could be done, but you know I'm okay. So it definitely can be done, but I feel like you're just gonna butcher the game at that point. Like you're not really you're gonna be skipping so much content, right? Like you're oh, yeah. basically it's just basically gonna be like uh, how do I get from point A to point B safely, right? Well, like, like that's, to but, me, to me, it's like I hate when game and this isn't just Resident Evil. I hate when games make something so cool be locked behind the hardest thing to do in the game because at that point it's like yes now i have infinite ammo for all my guns but everything else is easy to me now i'm not gonna want like i don't need this infinite ammo i just did the the one thing that i would have used infinite ammo to help me with i already just did you know it's like when you beat a game and you and you do everything 100 and then they're like hey here's infinite ammo it's like okay what am i gonna use the infinite ammo on i just beat the game like I, i'm done you know but uh, that's just me. It's a small complaint. I'm never going to get the cat ears. I'm going to give it a shot. You know, like, like I said, I'm a masochist. I'm going to probably give it a shot. I'm most likely going to stream my attempts doing right. it uh, and try to archive them, you know. But like right now, you know, I'm at chapter, what, 10 on hardcore mode. And it took me about five hours to get there. Granted, I don't know where like all the answers to the puzzles are. Right. You know, it's my first playthrough. But I basically sped run the the beginning portion that I had already played. Right. And it was it was it was difficult, you know, it was not easy at all. Um the game's been, hard. Dude, it's yeah. I think that's what I like so much about the RE4 remake though, 
is that at no point in the game do I ever feel like I've gotten a leg up. No, never. Yeah, I always... My girlfriend was getting annoyed with me because I was always saying, like, oh, fuck, I had so much ammo, and now I just blasted through one room, and now it's like, fuck, I need to... I'm I'm empty again. I gotta find more ammo, you know? I was constantly complaining. And that's, like, survival horror at its core, you know? I think it's done really well here. You know, it like, is. Yeah, the pacing is really good. Like, I, you know, I get ammo, and then the next area or segment that I need to go through, I, I have no more ammo now. I use it and all. Yep, yep. I'm suffering, and that's like me hitting crits and stuff. I gotta, I gotta figure out. Like, I feel like there's gonna be an optimal way to dispatch like the majority of enemies in the game now, especially right. Like, uh, I always go for headshots. I'm a headshot machine. I, I'm a leg shot guy. Do the leg, leg shot, shot run up and melee him. Yeah. Okay. I always go for headshots because I'm like, oh, this is gonna take him out one hit, and then lo and behold, I have. Las Plaga saying, ha ha, you took off my cork or whatever, you know, yes. <laughs> it's just, it's just pain. I, um, I read through something cause you, you were asking, here's how you get S plus on each on like, here's how you get each ranking. So to get an S plus on professional difficulty, you need to have five and a half hours of game time and less than 15 saves to get a regular S on professional difficulty, it's just a five and a half hour mark. That's very doable. Honestly. Like to me, I think five and a half hours on professional is very doable. It's it's gonna be wicked hard though. Like there oh, are it's certain hard, segments, but it's doable, yeah. There are certain segments in that game that are already difficult. And then the like I don't know if you know what changes on from normal to professional, but like you know how you have the knife parry, right? Yeah. And it's very abusable. Well, they made it so that way it has to be a perfect parry every time. Well, you can't, let me, you uh, can't just spam and hold it. Let me raise. Let me raise you this. You're talking to a guy who never fucking uses it because he forgets it exists all the time. <laughs> you're talking. So you're from, talking to a guy who uses Ashley as a body shield. <laughs> yeah, you're talking to a dude who literally just runs backwards and and shoots things. So I think. I mean, it's going to be hard because if it's anything like Resni- to professional mode in like Resident Evil Five and Six, it's a one hit kill, which fucking is miserable and annoying and i hate it but we'll see you know i bet you there's like i'm sure someone's already mapped it out like where the most optimal places are to save to because uh, i believe on professional mode it it disables autosave it disables autosave yep yep so there's going to be like certain spots that you're going to want to save at and i think the reason why they do 15 saves total is it's one per chapter they give you you know uh i didn't even think about that that's a good that's a good call because that's probably what I would I would do is one per chapter honestly. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's safe to say you could probably skip like saving in chapter like one through like three. You know, I w- I think you could probably skip the entire village part at least if you if you're going into professional mode with the infinite rocket launcher or at bare minimum a shit ton of ammo and know how you could probably not save that the entire first six chapters because the village has some hard moments like. I stand by this, and I'll say this from the top of the rooftops. The village chief, Betores Mendez, is the hardest boss fight in the game. It was the hardest boss fight in the original, and it's the hardest boss fight in the remake. You think, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, you're talking about the dude, you, like, blow half his body off, right? That guy? Yep. The one with the yep. weird eyeball? Yeah. Dude, dude, I thought so as well, until I figured out something about that boss fight. I don't know if mm-hmm. you figured So how do you how do you approach that? 
that fight. I just I have I just spam my uh machine gun bullets at his little spiny whiny. Well, like what? Okay, but like, where are you fighting him? Like, are you, you're on the ground the whole time, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't go upstairs. I'm scared. If you if you go upstairs, right? You know how like when he goes and starts chucking like the planks at you and stuff. Yeah, the worst fucking part of that fight, dude. You go upstairs as a joke. It is a joke. Really? It is a joke. Yeah. So he like rears to throw it. You just run one direction. He rears to throw it. You just run the other direction. You just, it's a yeah. it's a fight of just going left and right. Um, at some point he's gonna swap it up so that way like when he chucks it, it goes left and right, and you just gotta meet it in the center. Otherwise, you take the damage. I thought that fight was actually bull like bullshit. You know? Yeah. And then my my buddy, I'm sitting in Discord with him. He's like, you know, you can go upstairs, right? I'm like, wait, what? Yep. <laughs> I saw the ladder. I'm like, wait a second. I do that. I'm like, this is a joke. This is so yeah. easy now. Try that. Try that next time you uh, run through the game. I it's, promise it, you, you'll have a good it's time. It's funny. It's funny because the Krauser boss fight, the Salazar boss, the Salazar boss fight, and the Lord Sadler boss fight, eons easier than they were in the original. Like, like shockingly easier. I think Lord Sadler, I don't think I got hit during the last boss fight of the game. On my first playthrough. And I was like, wow, that was very... I texted my brother when I started the boss fight saying, I'm about to, I'm about to fight the last boss of the game already. And then seven minutes later, I texted him saying, wow, that was underwhelming. I beat the last boss in seven minutes without getting hit my first playthrough. I, I think they probably could have made that a bit harder, but I'm not going to complain because I think the game is pretty challenging at, at times. So... Yeah, no, I, I'm telling you, once once you abuse, I'm, I'm actually really curious. I want to see this. I want to get this reaction. The, so the next time you play through and you get to that fight, right? I want you to go during that second phase. I want you to go upstairs, right? Well, keep, keep in mind, I have the rocket launcher now. So yeah, you know, but like, I, I feel like, well, you know how we talked about the getting the cat ears. I feel like you could do it. Like, given given the circumstance, I feel like it's possible to do it, you know? Right. Um. So it might be worthwhile, like when you do that cat ears run, or whatever. If you d- if you so decide to do so, I know I mean, I'm I'll, going to. I'll, I'll try it. I might not get the, like I'm at the point now. The older I get, if I start getting frustrated, I'm just gonna put the fucking like you know. It's not worth getting frustrated over trying to. And I have a feeling I'll get frustrated trying to do that. You know. And you just always you know you could always make a professional save right and just try. It's like there's no harm in trying. That's how I view it. You know. I- I mean, here's here's the thing though. I have like six saves because I keep accidentally going down and saving in a new file, and you can't delete save files. At least on the Xbox, you can't. So now I have like three different files, and only one of them is updated. You so, can always just save over. Just save over one of the files that you don't necessarily care about. You know. I know, but it's stupid. <laughs> You're like, oh, I don't know, man. This that sounds like a lot of work, dog. I, uh, anyway, I think we. I, I'm gonna. We we fiddle around with game reviews and scores with Hogwarts Legacy and the Dead Space remake. I guess if you know, if I'm gonna put a score on the Resident Evil Five for uh, Resident Evil Four remake, it's it's probably gonna be like a nine point five out of ten. Yeah. I think it's 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 just so immaculate, dude. It really is. Yeah, no, it's I would say it's like along the same vein as the Dead Space remake for me. It's just like one of those nostalgic hits hard type deal, you know. Um, you know what's really interesting, right? If you want to compare and contrast the two, 
What? They did a different approach to the whole New Game Plus aspect on the Dead Space remake than they did on the RE4 remake. And I don't know which one is better. What did Dead Space do? The Dead Space remake, when you beat the game, it unlocks New Game Plus, and it gives you 13 new items to get, and those items are Shards of the Marker. And if you get all of them, it actually unlocks a third alternate ending to the game that actually pieces uh, Dead Space 1 and Dead Space 2 together better, apparently. I have not gotten that ending. I still need to play through it. Um, And in fact, I probably should just because I have the the hand cannon. I'd beat the game on impossible mode. So I can literally just cheese through everything. It's like one hits everything. Um, But getting all those items unlocked that the extra ending. Now, that's one way to do New Game Plus, right? The Resident Evil side of things is like, okay, you beat the game, now speed run it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like it. I like the Resident Evil way because I just like, I was talking to my girlfriend earlier while playing through it, and I'm just like, I have my rocket launcher. There's one fucking single enemy coming towards me, and I just turn them into red. Mist, and I just I look over and I'm like, you know, sometimes it just it feels good to be overpowered, you know, like it's just so much fun just seeing them, seeing them try, you know. Yeah, I will like I want to go back to like pacing, right? Like I will say for me, the pacing in Resident Evil Four is better than in Dead Space because I don't know, there's there's I think it's a lot more predictable in Dead Space, and I feel like the once you kind of get in a flow of playing the game, like you're a scaredy little shithead that has to 180 all the time. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you're going down a hallway and it's linear, right? There's one entrance and one exit. But you know the minute that you see something in front of you, there's definitely going to be something behind you. And once you kind of get yeah. in that kind of flow, you like basically are invincible in that game. Um, that's at least what I found. And I played it on impossible mode for my very first playthrough. Um which, if you don't know, uh, if you die in impossible mode, it downgrades it from impossible to hard mode, and then you don't get the rewards for beating it on that difficulty. So you're not I like that. That's cool. I like yep. that. That's that's very cool. Yep. So you're uh, not allowed to die. Um, you can save as many times as you want, but you're not allowed to die. And I, um, oh, sorry. Continue. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna ask. Uh, you you haven't beaten Resident Evil Four Remake yet, but I was gonna ask you to rank. Resident Evil 4, Dead Space, Remake, and Callisto Protocol from best to worst. I know Callisto is probably going to be at the bottom, but... Callisto is objectively bad, right? Yeah. So, like, I enjoyed it, but it's, like, it's bad. The story isn't great. It, it, like, it, you had something good for the first half of the game, and then it just felt like it got lazy towards the end, especially at the right. I agree. Com- I agree completely. Yeah. To me, it's, like... We talk about we've been talking about these three games since we started the podcast, but forgive us. Fucking the, Callisto, you had something really good in the first half, but you also just had Dead Space. You know, like, like we get it, you created Dead Space. We get it, Dead Space, Dead Space, fucking Dead Space. But it was fucking just Dead Space. You know, so like a better game came out that is a Dead Space remake. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I agree. Callisto is pretty is objectively a pretty bad game. It, it, the second half of it, especially, is a very very sloppy video game. So, yeah, and, and you know what's funny is like, Dead Space came out afterwards, so it's like Callisto. I feel like they they rushed the release so that way it wouldn't get tied up with Dead Space One remake, right? Yeah, definitely, um, and that's fine. 
you know, I kind of you kind of expect these sort of things. And I, I have to give it like it's it's commendation, like what like the what they're kind of owed. Like it, it was a good I think I thought it the combat system was good, but once you kind of got it, you became invincible. You know what I'm saying? And there yeah. really wasn't like any like merit or anything. Like there's a lot of a lot of portions in that game that can be solved by simply just like picking up an enemy with the grip and then just dropping it out of bounds so it instantly yeah. dies. No. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's not really a solution. That's I feel like that's kind of lazy, you know. Um, and that's just a problem. Like that was like the can that was kind of the gameplay loop. There wasn't really like oh like these enemies are really hard. Like I can just go drop them out of bounds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, it, that the glove really made uh the game a lot less scary. It's hard to be scared when you can just pick people up and, like you said, drop them off barriers or into, for some reason, walls of spikes. I, I, that are everywhere. Yeah. That are everywhere. Everywhere <laughs> in prison. Yeah, it's like, what are Holy they doing? Shit. They have, like, prison fights and they're just yeah. throwing the inmates into the spike pits. Come on. Seriously, bro. Safety violation city over there. Yeah, dude. OSHA is definitely screaming right now. Yo, God, dude. That's <laughs> not OSHA approved. No, no black iron way. prison. Not black iron. Black iron prisons again shut down by OSHA in a fucking heartbeat. Oh man, I could see that. I could see OSHA going in there and just like, you know, I I could see someone like after the whole event happens, like, well, this is definitely not certified. This is not approved. Yeah. Why the hell yeah. is this exposed? Why is this turbine exposed? No wonder. No wonder the prison fell. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, any closing thoughts on Resident Evil Four before we move on? Well, I uh, so let's go up the the list, right? So you asked me like, oh yeah, opinion, I forgot right? about the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. So like, uh, um, Callisto objectively bad, right? Uh, it's hard. It's so here's the problem, right? I think it's really hard to put RE Four in Dead Space on the same plane. I'm gonna say RE Four is probably the better game. And I say that because the gameplay loop, no matter what, is difficult at all bounds, and it presents a challenge at all facets of gameplay at any given time, right? Right, 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 right. In the Dead Space remake, if you play it the way I did, you get to a point where, one, I'm only using the plasma cutter. I have no reason to use any other gun in that game. I, I maxed that thing out. It was blowing everything apart. Resident Evil 4 presents this weird i, I want to call it like a gunplay dance right there are certain enemies that you want to use certain weapons on at certain times to make the the gameplay more efficient right mm-hmm. um and i think like just over like the overarching theme is like the give the gameplay loop is better in like resident evil 4 um story-wise resident evil 4 is great although i think they did Dead Space won a lot of justice there, so I want to give it the thumbs up there. But if I had to put them in an order, I would say RE4 marginally, just marginally better. It's not like it's like within a point, you know what I'm saying? And then Dead Space Remake, which everyone should play. And then Callisto Protocol. If you're a fan of the above two and you hate yourself, play that game. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I uh, I haven't played... I, I, I purchased the Dead Space remake. I haven't gotten around to it yet. I'm going to go dive in after I do, like, fucking God, buy two more playthroughs of Resident Evil 4. I can imagine my, my list is going to be the same as yours. I think it really comes down to what, what, what do you prefer? 
you know, Dead Space Remake and RE4 are both fucking phenomenal video games. You know, trying to put them head-to-head is a hard, hard thing to do. So, uh, yeah, probably what you prefer, but it's just a great year for people who like survival horror games because it's not, you know, we're not even done. Silent Hill 2 is apparently on track to come out this year. Is so, it really? I know yeah, that they announced it, but like, you know, you know how those announcements are. So no, they, yeah, they just made a they made a um, statement like a few days ago, like a week ago, saying like, yeah, no, we're still on track. Like, don't ready. It's ready for release. That's what they said. You know so what? It, we'll you know see. what it was? It was uh, Konami came in. The board board of directors came in. And was like, dude, we've been making so much goddamn money off these goddamn pachinko machines. All right, we can absolutely funnel all of our profits into development of these goddamn yeah, games I'm, we can finally develop video games again we can do it we're not in the red anymore all right well i think that wraps up that right we uh we talked oh, yeah. about games for a little bit let's uh move on i i have something on the the news doc here that just to touch up on because we brought it up last week uh funny fucking timing not funny coincidental timing for this but the creator of bubsy died yesterday Oh, dude, wasn't Bubsy the, uh, hold on. That was that, um, um, we were talking yeah, about yeah, Bubsy. Yeah, we were talking about him yeah, because we were talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. Lover. It just took, yeah. yeah, it took me a second. I was like, wait a second. I know that name. I've heard it yeah. before. Did, did we kill the creator of Bubsy by talking about so. this game? <laughs> dude, you know how, like, uh, you know, it's funny. I was just watching a show and, like, one of the characters gets talked about and it flashes over to him. He's like, hey, I, I. Like I, I sent something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I can sense someone talking about me. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened to this guy. He got the sixth sense and then it gave him a seizure or something. Yeah, so you know, sad news. I don't know. I honestly really don't know what else might he created besides Bubsy. I he Bubsy creator and Zork designer. What the fuck is Zork? I don't know. But you know, it's always sad when someone passes away, even though it was Bubsy. Just thought I'd throw that in there because we talked about it a lot last week. You know, you've made it, though, when you have your own Wikipedia page. You know what I'm saying? Like, I go look up this guy, Mike Berlin, right? And he has his own page, and he's got a ton of different games that he's kind of accredited to. Um, really? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. So, you know, you mentioned Zork, right? Yeah, I don't um, know what it then is. Then Bubsy but... 3D came out, Bubsy and Claws, whatever, all the Bubsy stuff. Um, oh, he found he's a co-founder of Bend Studio, so that's fucking huge right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. In 1980s, like he was working on a lot of stuff too, right? Like this guy was probably was probably a key. Well, it seems like he was a key component to a lot of what we're we're dealing with now. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he did stuff that was walking, so everything else that came after it could run. So yeah. Um, hats Contributor off to you. And siphon filter. Contri- yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Hats All off right, to well, you, man. Hats off to you, Mike Berlin. We appreciate you. But we got other stuff we need to talk about now. See you, Mike. We, we got a nice little segment for you now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just messing. Uh, um, hey, Mike. E3 2023 was canceled officially. Surprising no one. I'm not sure if, you, if you've been keeping up with uh, some of the E3 news, but over the past few weeks, like slow and steady, fucking uh, publishers and developers have been pulling out of E3 2023. You know, uh, it's a about time, right? <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna say that because I wanna I wanna 
I want to present that angle. I, I assume something weird had had to have happened. I wonder if there's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if there needs to be necessarily events now for like these game releases, like 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 game cons like this. You know what I'm saying? That's why where, where I was gonna bring this right because I have so many just amazing memories of E3. I I up to like its literal death. Assuming assuming it's dead. Which I think it is. I don't think E3 is coming back. I had such so many good memories of like every summer, man. I loved it. I loved E3. I requested days off of work to to watch E3 conferences, and I would just sit down all day and watch the E3 press conferences. You know, because it, it was it's like a my Christmas, a week of Christmas in July. You know, uh, I do hope that there is some sort of replacement. Summer Games Fest has been awesome. If you do like, if you are into like conferences and and game announcements and fests like that summer games fest seems to be the one that is that did kill e3 for sure so i want there to be a place for conferences like that but it doesn't seem to be like there needs to be you know you know i i just feel like at this point it could all be virtual because like hear me out right you know how expensive it is to organize an event like that like it's a lot of a lot of logistics and i don't know if there is necessarily like a big um i think i think the merit of those festivals is you bring a lot of attention to one event and that that one event that's where you can get a lot of eyes on your product you know so like it may cost companies a lot of money to just show up and like entertain guests and stuff like that. And I don't think they make like a giant ROI um, return on investment. Um, if you're thank not familiar you. um, <laughs> for, no for just for me, thank you. No problem. Uh, giant ROI like that. Just, um, just based on just an event like that alone. Like the, I feel like the product that you're pushing, if it's like a video game, for example, we'll say like, let's just pretend you know, you're going there and you have an amazing product. And I'm just going to like, I'm going to use this game as, as an example here because of the hype around the title, which was Elden Ring, right? You know, you go there, you have that product, you get a ton of eyes on it. You've effectively just made a super advertisement, right? Yeah. But I don't think that necessarily works for all companies like that. So maybe that's kind of where it went to or maybe like i'm just presenting angles here right yeah maybe uh maybe it just got too expensive for a lot of these like indie companies to show up and just like the organiz the company that's running the organization is just not making that the money that they once were um putting that together and they just pulled out where they were ahead maybe or a uh, third avenue is maybe the company behind e3 the one that organizes it just the esa when which one? The ESA. ESA. Yeah, maybe they just uh, maybe they're just going going on rough times right now with the whole organization. Maybe they just don't have talent, or maybe Summer Games Fest poached their talent or something. You know, I I think a lot of it, and e, e, the ESA will never admit it. I think a lot of it had to do with Summer Games Fest and Jeff uh, Jeff Keeley. Yeah, Jeff Keeley, um, taking over. I think a lot of it had to do with Jeff Keeley Summer Games Fest just absolutely fucking crushing it, dude, and like. But I agree, a lot of it is digital nowadays, and it can be digital, and arguably probably should be digital, right? Because it's cheaper for them, and easier, and more accessible. Um, so, yeah, you just, like, 
PlayStation pulled out of E3 years ago, and just always they've just done digital stuff since. I don't think PlayStation takes part in Summer Games Fest even. I think they're just like, no, we're we're fucking PlayStation. We're gonna do our own things, you know. And yeah. Xbox was the last of the big three to pull out because I think Xbox, the 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 vibe they always try to portray is like, oh, we're Xbox, we're for the gamers, and gamers love E3, therefore we're at E3. So. Xbox pulling out of 2023 Z3 was a big deal, but they're still taking part in Summer Games Fest, and that just goes to show that it's like, they probably just prefer the way Keeley does things over the ESA, you know? Alright, so, let me, let, I think I figured out the the reason here. So, I just did a quick little search, and I'm on, I'm actually on Destructoid right now, it's an article they have, so, so how much does it cost to have a booth at E3. This was posted 10 years ago, okay? And right. as you can probably imagine, the inflation is even more, right? Now, 10 years to now. So, um, there was an indie studio that had a 600 square foot space at the E3, E3 show floor, and they spent only $100,000 on the entire show. Jesus. That's, okay, like, uh, let's see they're basically like there's a, a little text blurb on a paraphrase here um if we hadn't second guessed everything worked really hard and gotten clever it would have been about 300 to 500 thousand dollars but the necessity to put on a good show and the lack of funds forces think cleverly and work hard to make it happen on the cheap um that was what this company said it was semi-formal studios they told joystick um essentially they had to plan ahead they had to make sure they're it's a ton of planning, a ton of money. I think it's just probably astronomical prices and they probably found a better um better way to advertise to the masses through the digital medium because you can reach more people. They don't have to have people yeah. just showing up. Yeah. I think that makes sense. And um I'm wondering if Summer Game Fest, you know, probably is more of an event, right? than e3 ever was because e3 was kind of like hi we're hi this is big corporation corporations here let me show yeah. you what we got kiddos you know the last the last few e3s have been some of the worst video game conferences i have ever ever fucking seen ever and like so going out on the note that they went out on it's not tight you know e3 like i said was a huge event for a lot of people like me who just watched it every year and it's kind of Weird to watch the fall of E3 in real time and the rise of Summer Games Fest. At the, you know, there's going to be a YouTube documentary about it in no time, you know? I really hope so. You know, you know, it'd be really fun. I think what we should do is you and I should like live stream the Summer Game Fest sort of, um, you know, like we should, you and I should just like oh, live stream. Live reacts? Yeah. Yeah, live react it. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. That'd we be awesome. That. I'm down to do that 100%. Let's do that. That'd be fun. We should do that for like any sort of medium that comes out. Locking like out. Locking locking that in right now. That I don't know when the Summer Games Fest schedule is. I know it's in July, I believe. So you know what's gonna tell me? Fucking opera chicks. I know to say. Yep. Summer <laughs> Games Fest 2023. Let's do a quick uh, Microsoft Bing search. <laughs> Microsoft Bing. Thanks, thanks for the sponsor. Prime energy drink. Get yeah. yours today. Yeah. Insert advertisement here. So it's June 8th, 2023, live in LA. 
Yeah, I'm I'm with it. Let's let's uh let's do something. Mike, should we should we apply for press passes for we could summer summer games? We festival? could. I don't think we're gonna get them, but we definitely could. I mean, I don't see why not. Can you imagine if we applied and Jeff Keeley's like, fuck it, give him a press, give him a press. <laughs> Jeff Keeley's gonna look at us and go, hey, we heard you mention, I heard you, I, I sensed you mention my name yeah. on your podcast. Like, I got an itch in the back of my scalp and I knew it was Low Gravity Podcast and you yep. guys are the best. So please show up. Yep, they, they welcome all co-streaming of the Summer Games Fest events. Look at that. I, guess, I can see it. One day. That's another thing. E3 being a week was awesome, but man, having just one night is a lot less stressful. That is for damn sure. Oh, I mean, I like, and it's le- it's way less, way less expensive, right? Because time is way less time expensive. is yeah. time is money, right? Yeah. You have all your talent at an event for a week straight. You know, you have your like to- marketing guys, your sales guys at an event for a week straight. Yeah. I imagine that costs a ton of money. Right. But yeah, Summer Games Fest is where it's at. Prime Energy Drink, get yours today using code LOWGRAVITY. Yeah. Oh, God, dude, we're going to get in trouble for that someday. I work for a rival for Prime Energy, by the way. I should not be doing this. Get, get, your, code, get your code here at uh, zevlikesprimeenergy.com uh, forward slash... Zev for CEO Prime Energy. <laughs> Sorry, I totally, I totally just got you. I totally just got you fired. Brought to you by Summer Games Fest. No, brought, no, no. Brought to you by I, Jeff Jeff Kaplan. Um, yeah. So, I guess that probably wraps up that topic, right? E three is dead. Long live E three, and the future is now. Summer Games Fest. I don't know, man. I I don't think that topic is. I, here's the problem: is there's no closure. It's just like it just didn't get announced, right? We don't know. Or did it get? Did, was it announced canceled? I don't remember. I think this I read year, something this year. It was, it was officially canceled, but it's officially it canceled. Good? Like that, that's a good question. Do you think E3 is dead for good? I don't know. I mean, okay. So what's what's the company behind E3 again? One more time. Yes, the, the ESA. ESA, right? Which I don't know what it stands for. I'm not electronics supernatural anuses uh your european space agency that's probably not that esa uh entertainment software association probably that's probably that sounds a lot like it yeah yeah uh maybe is that it? i don't know i'm like i'm here at their website right now and it's it's definitely i don't i don't know if this is it maybe it is it Uh, yeah, it is organized by the Entertainment Software Association. Yeah, that's it. Interesting. Yeah, no, I um, I'm wondering if what they're gonna do is, well, you know what's interesting? So I'm on their website, right? And this is probably a little little baby pivot, but it's really interesting. So like, you go there, and it looks like they're the e- I guess they're the ESRB, right? They're the ones that do that too. No. I didn't know that. Yeah, quick links. Or we're gonna go there. Take a look. No, I lied. That's government, right? ESRB.org. No, on, not dude. is it an org or is it government? I don't even know. I'm like brain dead. I got I gotta do my research for next podcast because this is going down a rabbit hole that I don't think we need to do live. But um No, but it's all right. Yeah, I think yeah. It's really weird. So I go like you scroll down to the bottom of their page and you know. Our policies, digital wellness, esports, First Amendment, 
immigration, in-game purchases, intellectual property, privacy. You go to the right, you know, and then the quick links, ESRB. So I'm assuming, uh, oh, let's look at that, quick links, E3. Goodbye, yep, continue. So yeah, yeah they're dead. The, you, you, what you think they're dead? You think they're dead for good? I, yeah. So like, I go to their, I go to the E3 Expo. You know, I go to that page, and I think it's dead. Yeah, it says I'll, I'll read this. As show organizer Reed Pop announces E3 2023 will not take place as scheduled this June, with both physical and digital events canceled. That's huge, because you know, digital. I feel like you could just have a company just give you some B reel and just post it. Oh well, yeah. I just mean, um, like, do you think they're coming back in 2024? Do you think no, no. So I'm going to let me get to that. Let me read that. Alongside yeah. the Entertainment Software Association, both parties will reevaluate the future of E3. Ooh. I think it's dead. I think yeah. it's dead. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's dead. I think what what happened was you're like, we're not making any money, um, even though we're charging these developers an arm and a leg, and now we can't get people to show up to this event. That's and the thing, yeah. we don't want the liability of the health crisis or something yeah. along those lines, you know, and yeah. I imagine that it's just dead in the water. Um, now I got to do go down the rabbit hole is who the heck is Reed Pop? Yeah, that's sad. I mean, that's it. It was bound to happen. It was inevitable. These developers and publishers can do it for so much cheaper and just li- like announce it on Twitter, like, "Hey, Square Enix is doing a Square Enix showcase live on YouTube." Insert date here, and you get the same, almost the same fucking audience that you do at E3 for a fraction of the cost. Like, it's it was bound to happen because at the end of the day, these businesses don't really care about it being an event; they care about the money, you know. And so, yeah, it's a lot less exciting, but it saves them a whole fuck ton of money. So you know, you know, it's really scary, guys. Um, I'm, I'm like doing some Candy research. And, what's that? I said Candyman. Candyman is definitely spooky, but um, no, like what's really scary, right? Is so I go look at the the parent company, which is Reed Pop, um, and they're the ones that I guess organize the event for E3. And if I go to you know, if I click over to the events tab, um, I'm just gonna go, kind of go read through these. I'm gonna read through like some of the bigger ones that you and I would know. I'm gonna um so PAX East, PAX Australia, PAX West, PAX Unplugged, New York Comic Con, um, Mine Minecraft Festival, I guess is a big one. I, I knew about Minecon, I've never heard about that one. But those are those are some of the events that they organized, as well as E3, it appears. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering. Um I'm wondering if the partnership for E3 between Reed Pop and them, because if you go over to Reed Pop, E3 is not listed on there at all. Mm. I'm wondering if E3, they're just looking for a new company to take over the organization. So that could be another angle to you guys. Um, but at the moment, if I had to lean into something, I would probably say they're probably dead in the water. They're probably dead, yeah. Well... Rest in peace, E3. Yeah, we hardly knew ye. Do you have any favorite E3 memories, Mike, before we change topics? I want to. I think my favorite E3 memory is all the people reacting to the whole Final Fantasy VII remake because it made people cry and it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that was I a think good one. My favorite E3 um, react, uh, moment of all time is actually... It's, it's, it's another reactions one. I follow... 
anyone who's listening and and you, Mike, I follow religiously this group called Kind of Funny podcasting group like ours, except they, you know, are kind of funny. Yeah, kind of funny. And one of the creators, one of the founders name is Tim, and he is a diehard Crash Bandicoot fan. Like he had a whole save the Bandicoot thing going online for a while. And I think it was like E3 2016 when they announced the full remakes of Crash Bandicoot 1, 2, and 3 for the PS4. The the gentleman, I forgot his name, the, he was the PlayStation, um, he's the guy who always presented the PlayStation showcases, came out is, is and it the, the Crash Bandicoot play, music started playing and he lost his fucking shit. He started, he jumped out of his chair and like, yeah, it was just one of the most authentic, like, holy shit, video games are awesome. Mo- like reactions I, of all time. I gotta ask. I have to what ask. The- and when you say the PlayStation guy, is it the guy that looks like great value Guy Fieri? Uh, I could see that. Yeah, is that that's the guy. That. Sean something. I think his name is. I I don't know. It's a. It's a I'm telling you, he looks like great value guy Fieri. If I, if that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, I I, I uh. E3 2016 was when this happened. Yeah, I'm going to send you this link. You can watch it. You can watch it on your own time, Mike. But this is like my favorite. I I will watch this for uh, just a little boost of serotonin every now and then because just someone getting just so authentically happy off of a video game announcement is like. It's what it's what I'm going to have. It's what I'm going to do when I see uh, the Bioshock sequel, Bioshock 4 get announced. You know that's coming down the pipeline. And if it's not, that'd be genuinely surprised. Yeah. I feel like, you know what's funny is I wish they, they had held off from doing the remaster for, like, the PlayStation, like, what was it, the PlayStation 4 graphic one? I kind of wish that they had held off a little bit instead right. and just, like, reinvested it into, like, the Unreal 5 tech or something like that and just done it, done it proper. Done it now, you know? I mean, it was good because it still holds up. So, like, I played, you know, I like I said a few podcasts ago, I played the whole trilogy again, like, earlier this year. And they hold up fine. I agree with you. I wish it was more. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you, you kind of take all these sort of things for granted. Like, these remakes cost a lot of money. and they A lot, yeah. Genuinely, they, they probably do sell pretty, pretty dang well. And that's why we get them so often, you yeah. know? Um, you know, you create one product and like, oh, let me go sell it again. (laughs) Well, yeah, people like me are a sucker for it. Any video game that I hold dear to my heart, if they remaster it, I'll buy it because I just like playing modernized versions of things. You know? Yeah, I mean, because games don't hold up as well as we think. I could, I could, I we said how much uh, last episode how older games are better. That's not always the case because I went back and tried to play some older games a few days ago and. Some of them are doozies to, to get back into, you know? You and I got to sit down. We got to play. Um, We definitely need to play Winback because I need you to experience what I have experienced when I was a kid. It was a great value. um, <laughs> Great value Metal Gear or whatever. But it was so good. Yeah, that's on the list. Winback's on the list of games to play for sure. For sure. Because, so, uh, oh, you know what's a, a piece of news that you may not have heard of, but I've been paying attention to? Yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up with the, with a with a news piece from you. What do you got for me? So, uh, the Dolphin emulator is coming oh, to Steam me. officially. Uh, that is that is going to be landing on Steam soon. I just don't know when. Um, what the, what the fuck is the Dolphin emulator? 
Now, let me get you the exact definition because, like, I can tell you exactly what it is, but it doesn't do it justice unless I tell you. Oh, wait, you dolphin, dolphin em- emulator? Dolphin emulator, yep. So dolphin I thought you em- said dolphin simulator, and I was like, <laughs> Mike, I thought you had a real piece. I thought I was expecting a fucking sim game or some shit, like goat simulator. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, Mike. Okay, yeah, so, continue. So yeah, you um you boot up Dolphin Simulator and you just go to town. You're just you're just one one with Dan Marino back in the eighties or whatever, right? Miami Dolphin Simulator. Um no, Dolphin uh is an emulator and it is super it's a crazy one. A lot of love has been poured into the thing. It's coming to Steam officially, and you can download it on their website at any point you want. But it allows you to emulate and play games from the GameCube and Wii. Um, mm. Yep. So that's coming to Steam officially. Uh, um, and honest, honestly, I that's really, really good for like the That'll whole. That'll be good for us. Yeah, huge. Yeah. I mean, you, I can download it right now and get the thing up and running. But what now? You're going to be officially listed on arguably the biggest you know games marketplace on the planet you know um for a lot more people to see you know now you have the option to play through some of the games that maybe you have owned in the past and now you just like oh i have this itch to play Metroid again or something or i want to play Super or, sunshine or legend of zelda wind waker or you know i want to play uh luigi's mansion which is a banger by the way luigi's mansion is one of the greatest gamecube games yeah oh dude i would play the shit out of that right now dude i got a hankering for ghost hunting i want to be zach bagans except green and tall well you can also just play the one for the switch which is really fucking good shout out (laughs) to luigi's mansion 3 no, but like, like I don't know. There's like a charm for the GameCube graphics where I feel like I'm like pixelated Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures. I don't know. Okay, I was gonna say I don't know who Zach Bagans is. I know who Bilbo Baggins is. Yeah, let that, me try that, try that on for size. <laughs> let me let let me uh, whenever I make a reference to like something like that, I just gotta I gotta give you the context. I think I think that's important because I'm a I'm a wiener when it comes to these like ghost hunting shows even though i know they're totally fake i just get a laugh out of them yeah mike doesn't believe in ghosts or spirits or god <laughs> nope yeah no god is dead he's locked uh, in my basement ha <laughs> ha all right sorry i uh eminem reference well, while you do that i'll start thinking of bullet points for the show that we ended the shows on it seems um bullet points number one cluster protocol is a really a bad game right it's like That's objectively fair. bad, but it's like it's like a good kind of bad, you know. I wouldn't I wouldn't waste your time on Callisto Protocol, honestly. It's a good bad. Don't get it, but like enjoy it. <laughs> you, game know? Pass. you know, wait for it to come to Game Pass or PS Plus. Is it? Dude, you know what? I, we didn't mention Callisto Protocol had an update that added new enemy entity types and I believe like a new weapon or something. Yeah, they also added death animations. Like, are you seriously wasting your time on that? I like. I understand it's cool. Like, oh, there's hundreds of ways you can die, but also like, I don't fucking die. I died two times in that game. Maybe you, I, you hear that, guys? He's a Navy SEAL. <laughs> yeah, fucking so calm. Bullet point number two. Long live Bubsy's creator. We hardly knew ye. Literally, because I already forgot your name. But rest in peace. It's Michael something. 
No, that's your name, dude. No, no, he's he's a Michael. Know, I'm kidding, I'm he's a, he's a Michael Michael motorcycle. Come on, man. Yeah, bu- bullet point number two. Rest in peace, Mike Berlin. Bullet point number three. E3 is dead. Summer Games Fest is better. And that's all I got. Bullet point number four. Emulate games because that's what we're gonna fucking do with dolphins. Yeah, dolphin. <laughs> gotta play dolphin simulator. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got for the show wrap ups. But you know, it was a good one. I don't know why when you said show wrap ups, I thought of cheesy roll ups from Taco Bell. Oh fuck, that would hit the spot right now, wouldn't it? You know, I got Rest- I got WrestleMania starting in a half an hour. I wonder if I can uh, DoorDash some Taco Bell for the I think, I think you need. Some- yeah, I'd like to order some of your game wrap ups. Yeah, that's what they need to call them from now on. Yeah, I'd like to have three game wrap ups, please. Shit, I'm fucking hungry. Well, it was a I good show, Mike. I think we killed it today. Yeah, it was a it was a good time. It was a good time. We uh, I I I'm telling you what, it's gonna be really hard for me to go watch WrestleMania because all I want to do is play Resident Evil Four right now. You could do both. I thought about it. I thought about putting Mania up on my laptop and play Resident Evil Four on my uh, Xbox, but we'll see. We'll see. Oh. All right. Uh, any closing thoughts? I'm gonna wrap up. Nah, nah. That was that was it. I think we should leave it off on the whole cheesy roll-ups getting Taco Bell. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. Okay, cool. Yeah.